Hey, good morning. My name is Kevin, and I'm here with Aaron, and we're going to start our first podcast today. Our podcast will be called Average Joe's Bible Study. Aaron, why did we choose the name Average Joe's? Hey, man, because we're just a couple average guys. It's got a little little secretive meaning behind it with uh, some classic movies. Just want to be a couple normal dudes going through the scriptures. Yeah, I think it's important that that we talk about the fact that we don't have any formal education and that we are uh, just trying to make the Bible come alive to us so that we can live it out. And we don't have formal education, so we're not we're not scholars. We're just trying to everyday men trying to make live our life for Christ the best that we can. What are we reading today, Aaron? Okay, so today. I picked a little something based on a conversation that I had yesterday with a good friend. Um, So we're going to be in the Old Testament. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like the Old Testament. We can do that. thought it was a little untraditional. I was was, uh, really debating staying in the New Testament, especially for the first time. But this is a fantastic verse. Okay, where are we coming out of? So I remember when I was a kid, how... This is this is one of the weirdest pronounced books, but I'm going to say it how I hear it commonly said. It's in Habakkuk. Habakkuk. All right, give me a second. It's not a usual book. I got to take a second uh, to find it. Okay, I'm I'm yep. there. I'm there. All right, where are we at? Where are we we're at? We're going to be in. We're going to be in chapter three, right at the end. It's going to be verse seventeen through nineteen. Okay, so I'm going to pray in this morning, and then so this is this will be how our our setup normally works as one of us will pray and the other one will read. But since you're coming with the word, I'd like you to read. So I'm going to go ahead and pray us in real quick. That way we can get the Holy Spirit in our conversation. You okay with that? Perfect. All right. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this fellowship, this time to come together and read your word to try to gain a little bit of insight and allow it to affect us in a way that your word becomes alive and that it uh it shines through our actions so that other people may see you and we may glorify you through what we've done. God, we ask for your protection over our brothers who are still in prison right now. We have a lot of brothers who are in very tight quarters with substandard medical care. And we just ask that you, you put a hedge of protection over them, that you allow them to feel your love and your mercy and your grace, and that you allow them to stay calm in a trying situation. God, as the world goes through COVID-19 as it's going through now, we just ask that you show your love to people in whatever way that that would comfort them in a way that it has to be from you and only you, God. We know that you have a plan, and we know that you've already won. We don't know what that plan is, but we do know that you've already won, and we just ask that you you comfort people as we go through hard times where we're unsure of what the plan is. We ask that you just come into our conversation, into our lives, into this podcast, God. Please come into this podcast and allow somebody to gain some nugget of wisdom that will help them on their journey to you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, uh, how do we say it? I, I say it, Habakkuk. Habakkuk. That's how I hear okay, we're and we're probably Habakkuk. way off. I'm sure. Like, <laughs> okay, I've heard it pronounced Habakkuk. two or three different ways. Okay. That looks better to me, and then sounds better, but I always, like commonly that's how I've heard it. Okay, so we're reading out of Habakkuk. 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 Three. You chose the worst one for our first podcast. Everybody's going to listen to us talk and say, no, thank you. 
this verse so, is so great, though. Okay. When, so I, read it, when I read it, you'll get it. Yep. Chapter 3, I'm going to start in verse 17. Okay, give me a second. I'm on one, so I'm going to turn the page. All right, I'm ready. Let's go. Are you reading? I can't hear you. Okay. It says, Though the fig should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vine, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. Tell me, man, that's yeah. a fantastic verse. That That is fantastic. So what's this conversation you were having with your friend yesterday? So uh, after a workout, I was talking to a friend that was doing a workout with me. Uh, she, so she used to be an atheist for a long time. Um, and she was talking about coming to faith and all of her friends being religious. And she's like, I, I question sometimes where God is. She's like, I, I don't get it because, you know, I had this breakdown. Things weren't going right. My car was – all these these bad things were going. But she she was like, but but my friends had hope. And I had this hope, and we were talking about in the bigger picture and all these little things that are going wrong, trusting that the Lord has has it together in the end. And when we look back on our lives, we can see how blessed we were, the fact that we were just alive, that we were in the yard being able to do a workout with all this stuff going on. Like, that's a blessing enough, like the, the fact that we're breathing but when we started putting little pieces together, like, sure, these things look bleak, like it was a bad situation. Like, this is a dire situation back in this time. Like, when we look at the context of the scripture, dude, if you didn't have, if your fig didn't have blossoms, you didn't have fruit on your vines, no olives, no no flock, no you cattle. were done for. Nothing. Yeah. But to say, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, and I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength, and he's going to make me, the way it's worded, he makes me tread on my high places. Super powerful. So I have a little bit different, you know, obviously. So, Aaron, what what version of the Bible are you reading out of? I specifically got my my ESV version. So you're reading out of the... English Standard Version. I'm reading out of the New International Version. So a couple okay. differences, but obviously the meaning is the same. Uh, I think that, that you're absolutely right. I think, so we talked about, so Aaron and I go back, we actually met while we were both incarcerated. Uh, and I think I talked to you a little bit about how when I found out I was going to prison, I thought my life was over. I thought there was no hope for me to do anything that I wanted to do or that I needed to do. That even after I got out of prison, that I was always going to be this lowly person, right? Aaron, you remember having that conversation with me? Exactly, yeah. Just the the, the shame, the the stigma of that, yeah. And so when you get to this point, you go through these bad things and you think those circumstances are going to make to rule your life. And the thing I like about this verse is as I get older, I understand the importance of it, that 
And sometimes it's hard when you have nothing. Sometimes it's hard when everything is going wrong. But I heard something from a pastor one time, um, from a Hillsong, uh, a Hillsong New York pastor. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Carl Lentz. Carl Lentz is his name. And he told me, he, well, he didn't tell me, but he was preaching and he said, at some point, your experience has to outweigh your doubt. And to me, when I read this verse, when I think about, yeah, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in my God, my Savior, despite everything. I have to look back and say, okay, well, where's the other times that things have gone wrong in my life? Yeah. And what has God done for me there? And that's how I look at this verse is that I got to keep, if I look back at everything that, that I thought was going wrong in my life, and see how God, even though I was using it for evil, God used it for good, then I have to be joyful. I have to rejoice. I have to allow him. So Mike says, he enables me to tread on, on the heights. In 19, that's what he says. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's what my translation says. And I have to allow him to enable me to do that. Because, yeah, it may seem bleak, but my experience has to outweigh my doubt at some point. And so that's what I was thinking about while you were reading it. Exactly. So something something that was brought up was <clears throat> so so the girl I was working out with did time also. She did it, uh, about four years. She's been out for a couple years. She, so something she said was, "Man, Aaron, it's 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 hard. Like you got to start. Like you have nothing. You got to start from nothing. You got to build up. You got to be patient." And she was talking about you know her first few months out being in a bad relationship. Uh, not having any money. She was like, at one point I had like 13 cents in my bank account and she felt horrible having to borrow 20 bucks from someone. And, and all this, I mean, of course, we know the struggle of starting over, um, doing without, and I'm sure a lot of people that would listen to us would go through that same thing. But she With was or like, without prison. With or without. They're, they're, this is rough yeah. times. There are yeah. people who can't pay their bills. But she said, yeah. she stopped. And she said, but Aaron, I just spent $1,800 at the dentist to fix my mouth two years out of prison because I've worked hard and I've got a great job and I go to work every day and I work. And she's like, and I can see that I'm happy now, that I want to be happy. Uh, so she used to despise people and now she loves people. So to see a transformation in someone's lives, and we both know Max. like, <clears throat> So yeah. Max is a... Max is a friend of ours who, when we met Max in prison, he was um, he was practicing wicked, um, into some sketchy stuff, uh, and we just loved the guy. Like we didn't try to push him, we didn't try to force him. We we just loved the guy. And a couple months ago, he just spoke at one of the largest churches in the Kansas City area for six thousand people. Uh, There's video, YouTube, huge deal about how he overcame his struggles and had faith in Christ. So we've seen these miraculous changes in people's lives. And, and even if we had nothing, if if I was living in a box with pennies in my pocket and nothing, to see the, the beauty of a changed life uh, yeah. is, man. Amen. I think that that's important to note. I think that, you know, me and you often have this conversation is that sometimes people will look at Christians, and we're blessed, man. We are blessed. God has blessed us greatly. And so we have opportunities and we have abilities. 
Um, and sometimes people look at our lives and they think of circumstance and they're like, man, I want to follow God because he provides. And man, yeah. anything we can get people in the door for, that's good. But we have to understand that it's not about the physical blessings. Uh, that's what this verse is talking about. You know, uh, nothing, nothing on this earth, right, matters. We, we, we need to rejoice in God. So it's important, I think, that we, that we recognize that, that no matter what we have or don't have, it's still important to rejoice in the Lord and, um, be joyful in God, our Savior, because we know that we're looking towards the end goal and the end goal's not here. Uh, sometimes it's hard to get caught up in, you know, and, it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes we're just super happy that we have money in our pocket or super happy that we have the car we want. But we have to understand that that is not, that is not the end goal. That is not where we want to be. That's just part of the process. So I think it's important to note that, well, that that's, I think that is the heart of this verse is that, you know, good or bad, all these, all this stuff on earth doesn't matter. We're supposed to be building treasures up in heaven. That, that's exactly what I get, man. And so conversations I've been having with, with people that, that I interact with, it's a common theme among people helping people. Like, sure, we, we have jobs. We have a vehicle. We have we have these things. But the, the, the happiness and the fulfillment comes when we're, when we're there for others, when, when we're supporting one another, when we're doing things like that. Um, when, you know, because like we've talked about, God has raised us to community. When we, when we yep. accept salvation, we're accepting a family. Yesterday, we right, we had this conversation. <clears throat> exactly. Right? And when I, so when this I think is about family. Hold on, let, let me ahead. explain to the viewers, viewers something. So this is kind of what spurred the idea of this podcast, right? Is yesterday we were talking about how, you know, even for selfish reasons, you have to reach out and help people because you'll never feel as good as you do when you help people. And that's why we wanted to start this podcast because we think that our conversations like that, A, need to be heard, and B, somebody, it'll help somebody, and that'll make us feel good, that community. So I, I just really wanted to, to to tie that in the conversation we had yesterday about why we started this podcast, about the need to reach out and help. So keep going with your with your statement. I'm sorry. Well, so no, just I'm saying, just when you think about family, I, I often think of holidays and all these <clears throat> postcard card moments where, when families are together, generally it, it's a very happy time. And when our families come together, so we've, of, of course, we work out. We have an extensive background with that with one another. So when we were in prison, for <laughs> people who don't know, we. We were workout partners, and it was a big, it's a big thing in our lives. So, well, with all of this part, going on, sorry, is partner the right term? Because I don't know if you can call somebody you just yell at for an hour a partner. But I was, I was trying to censor that. Pretty much, okay. we hate one another. <laughs> when we're working out, we love each other outside the workout. Oh, yeah. Just, just when we work out, it's not pleasant. No, it's horrible. So we we had a an incident where, you know, I'm a little down just because of a few situations that that I've created in my life with with having done time and having to deal with with supervision and stuff. And I tend to get a little negative, and I've made a commitment to get over that. Um, so 
of course the gyms are closed and no one can do this and no one can do that. And so we have some equipment and we're like, we're in the backyard working out. We're doing our thing, doing what we do. And dude, like to watch the community respond to that. Like our neighbor now is like, Hey man, I see you guys been working out. Man, I would get in on that. You know, and, and so at one point yesterday we had like six people in our backyard working out. And the level of happiness that that produced, and then I get a message afterwards, um, a friend of mine had a, has a friend who wasn't going to get out of the car, wasn't going to hang out. Uh, we went and got him, got him to do the workout, and he was super inspired. He's like, hey, man, I just, I really thank you guys for including me. And that was his thing, man. He just wanted to be included. And I think we get so focused on that material aspect of I, I know I do. Like, I don't like not having money. I don't like be, not being able to to take my friends out and do all that. And but it's not about that, man. Like, it's rejoicing in God and and, and living our salvation out. People just need us to be there. Like, dude was yeah. so excited just that we included him. That was yeah, it. And <clears throat> and I think that even more so than including is so one of the things I love. I heard a. You, you know, I, I, when I was in prison, I watched Hillsong Channel a lot, and I heard this uh, this female pastor. Uh, I think she's more of a motivational speaker than pastor, but she was talking about how the, the beatitudes, right, in Matthew, and she was saying that the word translated is not blessed when it says blessed are those. It's actually mm-hmm. happy. And so this tells us, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful. Be happy because especially when we have nothing, right? The fact that you're able to put a smile on right now when you're struggling with money and other things like that is even more important because because you're, you don't have those material things. You know, it's easy to smile. When, have you ever heard the saying, uh, money can't buy happiness, but nobody frowns on a ski-doo? <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's, it's, it's easy it's easy to smile when you have things, but to smile when you don't, to show joy, joy when you don't. And that, to me, you know, me and you talk a lot about how we reach others because that's our goal. That's our calling. That's what we've been called to do by Jesus. We have not been called to sit on our faith. And while we are both trying to learn how to do that in a, in a free world outside of prison, uh, that is our goal and that's what we want to do. I think that what you're doing now, your your ability to show that community, show that love, to show that joy in your God in a time in which somebody can't look at you and say, hey, man, that's a life I really want. You know, I want to be supervised and I want people to look at my every move. I want to have barely any money in my bank account. I'm not trying to put your, your business out there. But no, it's, it's fine. For you, to, for you to be joyful in this situation is such a glory... To God, it's such a um, a way of showing God's goodness, and so you know that's a good. I appreciate the fact that you brought up community in this Bible verse, that because our community will see it when we when we walk this out, when we don't have uh, buds on the fig tree or grapes on the vines, when we don't have uh, fields that produce food and our olive crops fail, when we have no cattle. When I have zero money and can't afford to get an energy drink, even though I've got no energy, that's when I need to be joyful because people are watching. And when people watch and see that you can be joyful then, 
then they'll want to know what brings you that joy, man. And that's our ultimate goal is to tell them what brings us our joy. I think that's exactly right, man. And, uh, man, just, just looking at this, knowing where we've come from, knowing, you know, doing so much time and, and having to deal with that whole concept, man, um, Dude, it's so easy to get distracted and look at those physical things. But when when we just make that commitment, like like I just want to encourage people to make the commitment. So I, I'm the guy who everyone in my life says 99 things could be going perfect, and I let one thing spin me out of control. So I, I'm, I want to encourage people who may have that or just may be down to know that when you make a commitment, to, to honor God, to be joyful, to be happy, to deal with your situation as it is and be content. The happiness and joy that comes, the the provision that comes from God. You know, like you you find people just in your life who's gonna be like, like, hey man, I I've got a couple extra energy drinks, man. You want you want some of these? They were on yeah. sale. Or yeah. hey man, hey man, I was at the store. I happened to see that there was some some pre workout on sale. I picked you some up. Little things like that just fall into place. When you're hit with something that may knock you down, you immediately are like, "No, I'm, I'm look. I'm going to find the best." So what I do is constantly find the best in my situation. There's always something good. If you if, yeah. if you're dealing with something that knocks you down, then you are at least alive and breathing, and you have a shot. Yeah, I think it's important that we that we look at the what you said that. You know, you're the kind of guy who looks at that one thing that's wrong. We understand that. You know, we talk about this all the time. Being Christian is not easy. And, uh, you know, I don't mean to only talk about being a Christian man, but I don't know much about being a Christian woman. So uh, <laughs> being, a, being a Christian man is hard. I know it's hard. Uh, so we know that as we talk about these things and we encourage you guys out there to do these things, that it's not as easy as just, okay, I'm going to be joyful all the time. Just like anything, right? Whether, you know, for me and Aaron, we like to work out. We like to do, we're really into fitness. So we know that that takes hard work. We can't get to where we want to go tomorrow. But we have to put in that hard work. Well, following Christ is no different, guys. You have to put in the hard work. So some of those things that you can do is you you have to, in the, I was in the Army for eight years. And uh, they have a saying in the Army. It's called, fake it till you make it. And it sounds dumb, but I believe it. So, if you're not happy, if you wake up and you're not happy, find something that you're happy about and tell yourself that you're happy because of that one thing. And it doesn't have, matter how small it is. I'm happy because I have hot water. And keep telling yourself. Because the key is to, to tell yourself that you're happy. And when you tell yourself that you're happy and you look, you'll start to look for things that make you happy. And when you start to look for things that make you happy, no matter how bad your circumstance may be, you'll recognize the fact that God has put more to make you happy in your life than he has to upset you. And this is something that I started practicing when I was in prison. Um, so, you know, Aaron, you know that I was I was blessed enough while I was incarcerated to have a private industry job. And when I worked at first shift at this, pri- at this private industry job, I used to have to ride a bus with 50, 60 other dudes. And they're not happy in the morning. It's 4.30 in the morning. Nobody wants to be there. And I tell you what, these guys, I would practice being happy and cheerful, and these guys would hate it. 
they would look at me, tell me to, you know, in a friendly way, don't worry, I wasn't being beat up or bullied, but they would look at me and tell me to shut up and tell me it's too early for all that good, that, you know, good morning crap and all that happy crap. But I would do it. I would put in the work. And it's got me to a point where even though things aren't always the best, I just went to see my Jeep that I'd let my friend use while I was incarcerated. And it's horrible. Mm. It's dirty. It's beat up. And my sister is like on the way there. She's trying to prepare me mentally. She's like, you know, just know it's not my fault. I didn't have your Jeep. And, you know, we'll get it fixed, everything. And I seen it. And I said, oh, yeah, that sucks. And she's like, oh, you're not more mad? And I said, no, I'm not mad because, well, I have a Jeep, you know. How many people yeah. have can say that? That was in, it, So people know that was always a dream of mine. But I have a Jeep, and I have the money to fix it. So why would I be mad, you know? Yeah. And even if I didn't have the money to fix it, I had a sister who was willing to take it to a mechanic and get a battery for me. There's way more good in it than it ever could be bad. And that's just an example, but... My point in saying this is that I want you guys to know we know it's hard work. We want to encourage you. We want to help you. So as we post this podcast and we start to share it on different social media platforms, we'll be available for comments. Um, Aaron won't have access to it, but uh, he'll have. I'll make sure that I that I text him any questions you guys might have. Let us know what your questions are. Let us know how we can help you put in that hard work so that you can be happier. That, that for sure, man. Uh, so one thing that I want to um want to say we talk a lot about practical application. So when Kevin and I uh, do this, we've been doing this for a few mornings, and we always talk about the practical application. My piece of practical application for this, my happiness has, has been huge, hugely increased <clears throat> in by one specific thing in my life. And what I want to encourage our listeners to do is find someone you trust, find a friend, find a loved one that you can be open and transparent with, that you can make the hard phone call and say, hey, man, um, I, man, my wife is awesome, but I'm really lusting after the secretary. Or, hey, man, I, I'm, I'm really struggling. I had a couple drinks last night. Or, hey, man, my, my faith is really lacking. Uh, I, I don't, I don't trust God. I don't trust what he's doing right now. Or, hey, man, I'm just an idiot, and I, I don't even understand this John 3.16 thing. Whatever it is, you have to have some. So Kevin and I have a unique relationship in that we could call one another with the most ridiculous thing and be like, look, bro, this is going on. And we pray about it, and we talk about it. And it's such a freeing thing. So many Christian men get stuck in guilt. They get stuck in depression. They get stuck in shame. Because they won't open up to someone. They won't just say, hey, I'm struggling. You've got to have that person in your life that you can say, you could read this verse and be like, look, I ain't got no gas in my car. I don't have no job. I got 10 cents in my bank account. My kids hate me. My ex-wife is suing me. Uh, my, my girlfriend is cheating on me. What do I do? And then hopefully they would tell you the end of the verse and be like, look, man, we're <laughs> going to rejoice in the Lord. <laughs> we're going to be happy in the God of our salvation. I know Kevin does that for me. I'll come up with the dumbest stuff, and Kevin will be like, are you an idiot, man? God's got this under control. We're good. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's that's my practical application to this, man. Seems a little unorthodox in the approach, but, dude, it's been the key to my happiness. It's, it's gotten rid of guilt. It's gotten rid of shame. It's gotten rid of doubt, depression, because I'll pick up the phone and say, look, man, 
I, I'm just, I'm really angry today. Not sure why. Do, do you got time to talk? And it's been the key, man. I think that's really good. I think, uh, so practical application for this, uh, one, what Aaron said is make sure that you have somebody that you can talk to because they'll be able to help you see that even if you don't have anything, we can still rejoice. I think the second thing is when you're going through those things, when you look out and you see that your fig tree is not budding, you see that you don't have grapes on your vines, you see that the olive crop is failing and that there's, your fields have no food, there are no sheep in the pen, and that the cat, there are no cattle in the stalls. When you see those things, make a point to tell yourself God is still winning. I think that sometimes we forget that, that God is still winning. And I know that sounds dumb, but it's the little things that allow you to, to preserve your happiness. So tell yourself when you're, when you're up against the wall, God is still winning. You know what the ultimate, uh, what the outcome of this battle is. The outcome of this battle is going to be God winning. You know that. So you have to remind yourself of that constantly so that you can be joyful and rejoice. So I think that's uh that's really good, man. I I appreciate all the insight you brought, man. Uh, and I hope I hope that this is something that that people will want to listen to, so they they can hear just two two dudes reading a Bible trying to walk it out, man. <laughs> that's it, that's it, man. I definitely right, so I'm gonna, definitely encourage you, bro. I encourage you and and our listeners. Um, I don't know where y'all. I know I know music is a big thing with both of us. Yes, sir. When you're feeling this, feeling some type of way, I, I, I don't, hey man, it's a, it's a thing. Hill songs, not today. Just tell the devil not today, man. Turn that song on. I listen to it every morning. Play that song. Tell what the is, devil not she, today. What did she say? I'll sing my fear into your praises and my exactly. soul into your presence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's great, man. That's really good. Hey, do me a favor. Let's let's pray out real quick, okay? Okay, got it. All right, you prayed in, so I'll pray out. Yes, sir. Our heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for thank you, God. for new for new things. Yes, we thank you for giving giving us wisdom and insight into your word. We thank you for just blessing us with the things you bless us with, uh, Lord. I specifically just want to thank you for for my trials, Lord. You say in all things give thanks. I'm going to thank you for my trials. I, I can see things that I've went through that have made me stronger, and I'm trusting that the things I'm going through are going to make me stronger and that they're going to be an encouragement to those around me. I pray for a community, Lord. I pray that you bring us together as a Christian community around the world, Lord, just everywhere, that you'll begin to knit us together in a new way. Lord, uh, again, we want to pray for the nation, for everything going on, for our friends who are who are still incarcerated, who are going through that, um, but we just put blessings on their lives with their families, their loved ones. I know that men they can't have visits. Uh, I don't know how phone calls are working right now, but I'm sure it's very limited and hard to do. Just give them peace. Give them courage. Um, just keep them healthy, Lord. I pray that as our week goes and as our day goes, that you'll just lead us and guide us. And uh, as I'm trying to play, pray lately, Lord, just use us today. In whatever way you can, we, we're submitting to you, to your authority. We pray that you just put someone in our path today that we can bless, that we can encourage. Just use us, Lord. We, we're here. What do you need us to do? Lord, we thank you. We praise you. You're awesome. 
We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so I can cut it out from there. So we'll cut it out from there. Man, I think it went really well. We'll, so I don't have like a like professional um, audio editing app, but it allows me to cut pieces out. So that's why I'm able to cut out the uh, your phone call is now being recorded part. And so like yeah. anything where where we struggle a lot with like you go, no, I go, I'll probably try to cut out some of that. Okay. There's a great editing software out there. We did a whole little movie on Jordan's iPhone, <clears throat> and and it was like professional type quality. Like yeah, I there's think great apps out there. Audio. So I got an app, and it allows. So pretty much all I want to do is be able to. Cut. <laughs> I want to leave it raw. I want to leave it. You know, like I don't want. Like, I don't know, there, to me, there's a beauty in the simplicity of it just being me, you, and a phone, you know, not some kind yeah. of microphone. And eventually, like, like we'll see where God wants us to go, you know. If God just wants us to be a side project for me and you and, you know, have very little, you know, exposure, then that's fine. I'm totally okay with that because I love it. Um, and so there's no need to waste money on apps or uh, equipment. But if it gets something where it's like, hey man, we start, we're gonna get more and more people, and we need to have a better following, you know? Yeah. Or we need to have better equipment, then that's something we'll look at. Cause man, I'm super excited about. It. I don't know how it's gonna go. I don't. Yeah. Uh, but it does. It doesn't really matter to me. Cause a, it's a chance for me and you to. Can you sit? Can you sit? Good girl. Can you shake? Shake. And now, shake, high five, high five, no, not, not shake, high five, high five, good girl. Oh, morning, so Brady. It's, can you get him to sit? Brady, sit, can you sit, can you sit? You sit? No, he won't sit. No, oh, he's such a yeah. bad dog. Ah. Hey, I'm going to send you a picture of, of uh, my outfit for my interview. So I told you that I got that interview at Pier, and it's like a it's just like a storage place. But I applied for the assistant manager, and they looked at it. Cool. And so me and, my sister, me and my sister went to go get clothes last night, and I look good. That's awesome. So I'll send you a picture. I'll send you a picture <clears throat> of it. Um, and I'm going to have Christy send you the pictures, our, our workout pictures, from her phone so it's better quality. Yeah, my um, phone won't So I know you don't have Facebook, so you weren't able to see this, but I was just going to go on a walk with Athena this morning. So I didn't work out this morning. I didn't run this morning. I woke up on time and everything, but uh, I wanted to take this morning off and spend some time with my pup pup. So um, we went on a walk. Then I thought it was going to rain, so we came back. I'm going to wait for the weather to clear up. But, um yeah, I'm excited so, about this workout I, thing, man. Dude, we got. I'm gonna like my daughter. Hey, my daughter's coming Sunday. She's even gonna do a workout with us. Yeah. Super. Yeah, I'm gonna do the workout that. still this afternoon. So, <clears throat> um, you know, and I think that eventually I would like to do like um, I like for us as like a friend group to you know once you're able to get a smartphone and stuff again, create a Facebook page that's just like a like a closed Facebook page. I'm not even trying to have it open, but just for us and our friends to post daily workouts that you can do, 
post like yeah. um and keep track of all of our our hero wads and our our lady wads. You know? Yeah. That's why I started so using just, that little I got that little whiteboard and I started writing them out and I leave it hanging up in the backyard and then I, I take a picture every day of the workout. <coughs> Send it to everybody like, hey, this workout for the day. That's why we're trying to make some that are trying to make some that are all body weight, so that you know people don't have an excuse. No one has an so excuse you can, to not do today's workout. Yeah, no hey, I gotta, equipment. I got to call my sister. She called while we were doing the podcast, and then I'm gonna once I get the stuff cut out that I don't want in there, I'm gonna send you yeah. the audio and see what you think of it. All right. Cool. All right, buddy. Uh, love you. All right, love you, man. Have a good day. All right, bye.